0: Welcome to Christmas Eve If you're joining us online Worship with us tonight
1: Come thou long-expected Jesus Born to set thy people free From our sin breathe, lead us with your lights, come Come in! to the weak. How long must we wait? How long till you speak? Come Come in majesty, creation groans in waiting, waiting. this save us from this night hope of all the air come in majesty creation round in waiting she's been waiting for her king hope of all the earth shine down Hope of all the earth, come in majesty. Creation groans and waiting, waiting for her King. Hope of all the earth, hope of all. The stars are brightly shining. It is the night of our destiny.
0: stir our hearts as we prepare for the coming of your one and only Son. We wait, we We wait wait with expectant hope. In a world that that often seems hopeless, we wait in anticipation of the hope only you can bring. From ages past no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. We wait in expectant hope. Come, long-expected Jesus. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. On those who lived in a land as dark as death, a light has dawned. Oh God, rejoicing, we remember the promise of your Son May Christ, our Savior, bring light into the darkness of our world. And to us, as we wait for His coming, we ask this through the hope we have in Christ Jesus, our
2: Lord. Amen.
0: God, we do wait and expect and Knowing that just as surely as you came, as surely as you lived and died and rose again, you will come again for us. So we come tonight to worship, to honor you, to remember the glory of your birth, to remember that God put on flesh, so that we might be reconciled to you, so that we might have a relationship
1: with you. We worship you, Jesus. of angels, sing in exaltation, O oh, sing.
2: People living in darkness, living in the land of the shadow of death. Is this you? Where is God in the silence? Where is God in the darkness? Could it be that your pain, your grief, all the world's suffering, all the world's darkness is the genesis of new life? For out of the darkness, when there was only emptiness, God spoke forth light from within the darkness of the earth toiling up from beneath the soil God brought forth life after that dark and stormy flood adrift for forty nights from the hand of God came a promise after the darkness of the wilderness years wandering lost, trying to hold on to faith, he gave a promised land. From the darkness of a mother's womb, all the questions, all the expectation, God formed a child. And from the darkness of that silent night, when it seemed the voice of God was unheard, when it seemed the hand of God was unseen, That silence was broken by the cries of a baby, a son, a savior. God wastes nothing, not even our darkness. For we know that for those who love God, even in our times of darkness, God is working for our good. So today, In the midst of whatever darkness you feel, know this. Today, a light has dawned. Hope is not lost. Hope is never lost. Today, hope is born.
3: Well, how are we doing tonight, Summit Church? It is so good to see you. Merry Christmas to you and your family. I am so glad you are worshiping with us tonight. This is a packed house. It's way too early for me to get teary eyed in this thing. (laughs) I'm continually in awe of how good our God is, how much He loves us. The series we started at the beginning of this month was called Advent, and it means the arrival. That's what it's Latin for, that word comes from Adventus. And really, It all leads up to this for us, that we are eagerly anticipating the arrival of our Savior, that we are celebrating his birth together. But not only are we celebrating his birth, we're also looking with great anticipation toward his return. Because I'm thankful that we don't just serve a God who sent his son to be born and live a perfect life and die for us. He loves us enough that he is sending his son back for us someday, he's coming to get us. My iPad. It's not cheap. So we're not just looking to the fact that Jesus was born. We're also looking to the fact that He's coming back for us someday, and we can take great hope in that. At the beginning of the series, over the last few weeks, we've talked about love and joy and peace. And tonight, I just want us to look at hope, just for a moment, and the, the hope that we can take from the birth of our savior and the hope that we can take in in his coming return someday. It would not be a Christmas Eve service without reading this portion of scripture. So I want to read this to you. This is in Luke chapter two, verse eight. It says in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone all around. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with an angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into the heavens, I love this passage because sometimes we think of Mary as this supernatural woman. And really, she was a scared teenage girl. She was very, very human. And she struggled with the same kind of fear and anxiety you would, ladies, if you were giving birth to a child in a nasty cave. And you had to lay that baby in a feed trough for an animal. I'm sure she was dealing with all those kind of things. But in that same moment, I think she had hope for what this baby would be what this baby would come, and who this baby would be. And she knew with expectancy that something great was going to come from this. When the angels, I'm sorry, when the shepherds departed, it said in verse 20, they returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. They went to see something and they experienced Jesus, a savior, the Christ, the Lord, and they left and they were praising God because when we encounter Jesus, we are changed. We will respond to that physically. It's not just something that happens in our heart. It's something that comes out in the way we act, in the way we live. And the shepherds displayed that. After eight days, Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple to present him to the Lord, and they named him Jesus. The angel of the Lord had told him, you will name him Jesus. And I don't know if you know this, but the name Jesus, it's closely associated with the name Joshua. And it comes from the Hebrew name Yeshua. And it means the Lord saves us so literally when they named him Jesus it brought hope because they said we're gonna name him we're not gonna name him Jim or Bob or Billy I'm from Oklahoma we're not gonna name him Jim Bob right which we'll combine these they gave him a name with purpose and they said even his name will give hope because every time somebody utters the name of Jesus they're gonna be saying the Lord saves Every time you're in a near accident and you go, oh Jesus, you just cry out to the Lord. You're not just saying a name. You're not just crying out to God. You're saying the Lord saves. You're making a declaration. It's a declaration of hope that, hey, I'm gonna avoid this because you know what? God saves. There's a writer that I love. His name is G.K. Chesterton. He said this, he said, hope means hoping when things are hopeless. <laughs> it's easy to hope when things are good, isn't it? When your bank account is fat, it's easy to feel optimistic. But this is what he says hope means hoping when things are hopeless or it is no virtue at all. As long, as long as matters are really hopeful, hope is mere flattery or platitude. It's only when everything is hopeless that hope begins to be a strength. And the truth is, none of us have real hope in this world. And this is going to sound terrible. We are in a sinking ship if we place our hope in this world, and we are in trouble. But our hope comes from the Lord. And hope is not like a wish. I'm sure that a lot of kids at this time are saying, "I hope Santa brings me a pony." And the parents are thinking, "Lord, please don't let Santa bring this baby a pony." I live in a two-bedroom apartment and we don't have room for a pony, right? And we have all these hopes and wishes and dreams and sometimes hope almost turns into a wish. I hope Dad will make it home on time from work for dinner. I hope I get a pony for Christmas. I hope, and it's almost like a wish. But when we hope in Jesus Christ, it's not like that. In Hebrews six 11, I'm not gonna read it to you, but it talks about the, the full assurance of hope. And what that full assurance of hope is, is in Jesus Christ. And what it means is, I've experienced Jesus in the past, and I know that when I place my hope in him, I know what to expect in the future. It's closely associated with faith. And so when we say, I hope this next year is great. I hope Jesus comes through. I hope God works in our situation. We have a full assurance of hope because God has worked in my situation in the past and I have hope that he's gonna work in the future. It's not a wish. It's not a dream. It's not some flight of of whimsy or fancy. It is grounded in the truth that Jesus is gonna work on your behalf because he's done it before. But it's based on us knowing and having a relationship with him. In Romans 15, verses 12 and 13 it says and again Isaiah says he the the writer of Romans is quoting Isaiah about a prophecy about Jesus and it says the root of Jesse will come even he who arises to rule the Gentiles in him will the Gentiles hope so what it's saying is the root of Jesse so from Jesse who's the father of David is going to come a man who's going to bring hope to the whole world And that hope is Jesus. And it goes on in verse 13, it says, "'May the God of hope fill you with all joy "'and peace in believing, "'so that by the power of the Holy Spirit "'you may abound in hope.'" I don't know about you, I know some people that are pretty wealthy. But if I could get them on my side, or I could get the U.S. Mint on my side, I'll take the U.S. Mint, because they are printing cash, right? There's a difference between somebody who has an abundance and and has everything they need and and somebody who just has a supply. And some of us, we think God just has some hope for us, but that's not the case. God is the God of hope. He is the Lord over hope. So some of you today have come in this place, and, and quite frankly, you're hopeless. You feel depressed, you feel down at this time of year, and you don't like it, and you don't have to feel that way. Because your hope isn't based on who's celebrating the season with you. Your hope is rooted and grounded in Jesus Christ. And you feel down. You feel guilty for even feeling the way you do. But your hope isn't in any earthly thing, it's in something that is eternal. It says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. How do we abound in hope? It's by believing. When we believe and we're connected in relationship with Jesus Christ, Hope abounds in our lives. That's how it happens. It's not through us getting that raise or having enough in our account. It's not by driving the right car. It's not by living in the right house. It's by being in a relationship with Jesus Christ. God sent his son to be born so that we could abound in hope, but not just so we could have hope, but so we could be bearers of hope as well. Martin Luther King Jr. said this. He said, we must accept finite disappointment but never lose infinite hope. That infinite hope is rooted in Jesus Christ. See, everything we hope in in this world is finite. It's gonna go away. Your job, your health, your money, your family, all those things are a vapor and will disappear someday. The one thing that is infinite is Jesus Christ. You know, we've sung a couple times tonight about darkness and light. There was... uh, My last church, there was a a room, it was a large room and it was, I would always park on the outside of that room and it was near our offices. So at the end of services, we'd shut down, we'd finish up and I'd go to my office and usually the girls were with me and a lot of times Emma was with me, my youngest. We'd walk out the offices through this room and this room was dark, I mean, pitch black. No windows, no nothing. And so the door, you'd open the door and there'd be light would flood in this room and then that door would slam behind you, gudum. It was darkness. We'd be standing there just for a second and try to get your eyes to adjust. And you'd see, barely see a crack of light under the door. And Emma, my youngest, she was little. And she would say, Dad, Daddy, are you there? Daddy, are you there? Daddy. And she'd start reaching for me. And I'd feel her hand on my leg. And I'd reach, I'd reach down and take her by the hand I'd say, baby, Daddy's got you. It's okay. Don't worry. Daddy's right here. And I'd walk her through that room. And we'd get to the other side. We've all experienced that moment where we feel like we're in darkness, metaphor, darkness, physical darkness, whatever it is. But God has come to bring light and hope to our life. In John chapter eight, verse 12, it says again, Jesus spoke to them and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Then he says in Matthew five, listen to what he says here. He's first said, I am the light. But then he says, you are the light of the world. The city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand. And it gives light to all in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. We are called to be light bearers, to be hope bearers to the world. That's what God's calling us to do tonight. We get to experience a great hope through Jesus Christ. But it's not just for us to experience. It's us for us to take with us and bring to others as well. And that's what God's calling us to do. I want to ask the ushers to go ahead and find their places. And what we're gonna do tonight, we're gonna close out this evening with one more song, and we're gonna take some time and light candles together. And this is not just simply a religious ceremony or act, but what's happening is these guys are lighting their candles from this one candle. And this candle represents Jesus Christ. That He is the source of light for us. And as we take the light, we're supposed to dispense it or bear it and take it to others. And that's what we want you to do. And so tonight, you might be sitting there and you've got a glow stick. That's all right. You can break your glow stick. Feel free. Get that glow stick going. But they're going to walk down the aisle and begin lighting. And I would like you to pass that light down the aisle and and light the candles and, and allow them to light their candles as well. Because the truth is, tonight, you might be here and you feel hopeless and you don't have to feel that way because God is the God of hope. Let me read one more verse to you. It says in First Peter 1, 3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Tonight, as we light these candles, it's a reminder that, that we are part of a living hope. And it's not just our responsibility to, to receive that hope, but to be that hope for others as well. So let's worship God together. Let's respond to his goodness and his hope that he's brought us as we, have, as we celebrate this season together. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. I love you. And I'm so excited for what God's doing here. And uh, on behalf of all the staff here at the summit, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Let's worship one more time together.
1: Step down into darkness open my eyes and let me see beauty that made this heart adore you hope of a life spent with you so here. You're my God, and you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me, King of all days, oh so high i To see my sin upon that cross, I'll never know how much it costs to see my sin upon that cross. do no, I Say that you're my God and you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together.
0: that is our prayer and our hope that we might find our rest in thee that we might find our peace in you that we might hope and trust in you until that day that you return we thank you Lord Jesus for the Holy Spirit that you've placed inside of us who bears witness to us that these things are indeed true God, we we can't explain it. But it is a knowing, God, that is deeper than anything else that I have ever known. I thank you for that security, for that assurance, for that hope. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you and we honor you tonight. And it's in his name that we all pray and everyone said, amen. amen. Thank you for coming this evening. God bless you. Um, enjoy Christmas with your families. Make sure that we remember that, uh, that Jesus has made all the difference. And that our lives reflect that truth. Not just now. Not just in these moments, but every. Every day, everything that we do. Uh, I do want to just.